You're listening to an episode of the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 145th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's episode, be sure to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Olver International. Today, I'm excited to talk more about mental freedom. In the last episode, I talked about the why of mental freedom. In this episode, I want to tell you about what makes mental freedom different and why you might want to check it out. I created mental freedom because I was frustrated by a few things that were happening in the field of counseling. I have a degree in counseling, and I've been working as a professional counselor since I was taking my undergraduate degree in the early 80s. I've only ever been a counselor, so I don't know if this is true of other professions, but I believe that there's a developmental nature to becoming a great counselor, and I'm no exception to the path most counselors follow. When I started, I was so full of hope and idealistic that I thought I could help or fix everyone who came to me. I did all right, but I very quickly learned that I wasn't going to help everyone. What I was good at is forming therapeutic relationships. I genuinely like people, and I worked hard sometimes to find something in common with or something I could like and respect about each person I worked with. With some clients, that was harder than with others, but I was innately good at that. And come to find out, research supports that the strength of the therapeutic relationship is the biggest determiner of positive outcomes for the client. In school, I learned a little bit about a lot of treatment modalities, but I wasn't an expert in anything. I tried a little of this and a little of that, looking for the things that seemed helpful. I believe counselors have a few paths to choose from. One is that they can become disillusioned with their own feelings of inadequacy and become burned out. They can stay in the field, but are simply just going through the motions and not doing much of anything impactful with their clients. There are other counselors who believe that reflecting the feelings of their client is enough to help them get better. This is a humanistic approach, and I learned that, at least for me, it wasn't enough. I've heard from clients of their previous counselors that they would predominantly just hold their hand while they cried. I know some counselors who don't believe they've had a good session unless their clients cried. I don't agree with this. I am not an advocate of having clients relive their traumas in an attempt to work through them. I don't find that necessary, nor do I think it's helpful to re-traumatize the client. So what did that leave me with? I believe that clients are not permanently psychologically damaged from their trauma. I believe they're capable of a full recovery, provided they have good information, come to believe in their own healing powers, and they develop the skills to continue moving forward in their lives. This is the thinking behind mental freedom. I don't want to make my clients cry. I don't want to hold their hand while they're doing that. I want to believe in my client's ability to heal. I want to provide them important information they can use to handle whatever happens to them. And I want to support them while they're practicing their new skills. Then I want to release them from treatment with the understanding that they have everything they need to navigate life on their own terms. 
Mental freedom only takes six sessions. Of course, you can have more. If you want an accountability coach or a counselor who help you apply the information you learn to your unique situation, but counseling does not have to last for years or even a lifetime. You don't even have to tell your helping professional about the problem you want help with. You can if you want to, but if it's something you don't like talking about, you don't have to. You get the information you need to apply to anything you're dealing with. Mental freedom is designed to teach people what they need to know to help themselves. I'm not particularly a mechanical person. My brother, father, and husband were all mechanically inclined, so I never had to be until I moved away from home and lived by myself. Unless I wanted to spend a fortune hiring other people to fix things I was perfectly capable of doing myself, I needed information. I needed an owner's manual, someone to talk me through it, or a YouTube video. But once I got the right information, there were many things I was capable of doing. Mental freedom is like that. Mental freedom can work with practically any situation. I've used it with individuals with relationship problems, trauma from their past, career decisions, parenting challenges, addiction, mental health concerns. I have yet to find a situation where mental freedom couldn't help. Mental freedom practitioners begin with the assumption that no matter what's happened in a client's life, they are not psychologically broken. They are fully capable of recovering. All they need is information and the acquisition of skills. Clients are never asked to relive their pain. Of course, if they want to share what's happened in their life, their mental freedom practitioner will listen and hold a sacred space for them to share. They won't be staying in that space for too long. Mental freedom provides the information people need to grow themselves to be bigger than anything that ever happens to them. Are you someone who blames yourself for things that aren't your fault? Is there something you're trying to cover up because you don't want to take responsibility for what you did? Sometimes you aren't mentally free because you have confusion about responsibility and responsibility. These things will be crystal clear following your first session. It's hard to be free when you refuse to take responsibility for things you've done and the choices you've made. It's true, but it's even more imprisoning when you take responsibility for things others are responsible for. This includes your adult children, your parents, your spouse's moods and challenges, things at work that aren't yours to be responsible for, and even any abuse you may have endured at the hands of someone else. No matter what they told you, if someone was supposed to love you, but they were hurting you and told you it was your fault, they were lying. Are you someone who has issues with trust? Do you often find you can't trust the people in your life? Do you keep connecting with people you know would make you happy, but they keep doing the things that cause your unhappiness? Do you have things from your past that you blame yourself for? How would you like to learn to trust everyone, including yourself, for one thing you can always count on so you'll never be disappointed again? That's mental freedom. Do you often find yourself jumping to negative conclusions without any evidence to back it up? Are you a natural worrier? 
Do you believe the stories you make up in your head? Do you believe them so much that you don't even think you have stories in your head? If that describes you, you might need some mental freedom. Is your internal dialogue filled with phrases like, I can't do that. I had no choice. I have to, or I should do something or other. It's not my fault. I had no time. Inherently, there's something all these phrases have in common. They're all giving away your own power. So when you're on the path to mental freedom, you'll be eliminating those from your vocabulary and eventually from your thinking. Do you find that sometimes your emotions get the best of you? Do you get angry, sad, or scared and know there's nothing you can do about that? Feelings are feelings. You just have to power through and hope they'll let up soon. What if I told you that mental freedom will help you develop the skills to hold on to all the positive feelings you want to, but move beyond those painful ones sooner than you ever thought you could without stuffing them down inside only to have them erupt later? You can actually change them from painful into something neutral and maybe even positive. Are you someone with a painful or maybe multiple painful experiences in your life? Do you feel like you've been grieving a very long time? Are you thinking it's time for you to move on, but you just don't know how? Mental freedom can help with that too. Do you find you're highly competent in about 95% of the things you do, but there's maybe one area of your life that's causing you pain? I often find it's a relationship mostly a personal one, like the relationship with your partner, a child, a parent, an in-law, a neighbor, or sometimes it's a relationship at work with your supervisor, a coworker, or direct report. If any of these situations describe you, then you might be living in some self-created misery that mental freedom can liberate you from. Mental freedom is a psychoeducational practice of six principles designed to improve hope, self-efficacy, optimism, resilience, and general well-being. Participants are taught one principle in each of the six sessions, and they're asked to identify where they need to apply that in their life, and then the homework is to use that principle to improve something about their life. As I said before, you don't need years of endless counseling. What you need is knowledge and skills so you can help yourself. Progress doesn't have to be slow. Mental freedom is transformative. Big things happen in a relatively short period of time. You'll be amazed at the freedom you experience with each applied principle. I have worked with data groups to learn and apply mental freedom. I worked with counselors, educators, clerical workers, a psychiatrist, business owners, a pilot, a couple a doctor, and two different attorneys, and literally everyone reported progress towards the thing that they wanted help with and an overall goal of improving their life and being able to right themselves much more quickly than they could in the past. If you're thinking this sounds good to you, then I'd love to have you sign up to be a Mental Freedom client in our research. This is probably your best opportunity to experience it for a nominal fee. Since I have almost 40 counselors and coaches from around the world who are interested in helping me with my research, 
I'm also helping them secure some clients interested in experiencing it. If you're interested in getting some complimentary or low-cost counseling or coaching to help with this research, then please complete the form at https colon forward slash forward slash courses dot over international. That's O L V as in Victor E R I N T E R N A T I O N A L dot com forward slash M as in Mary, F as in Frank, C as in Charlie, L as in Lima, T as in Tom. Now I'm going to put that link in the show notes so you'll be able to just click on it. I'll match you up with a counselor or coach and you'll either get six sessions of mental freedom or you'll be assigned to a control group where you receive that person's regular counseling or coaching methodology. If you were randomly assigned to the control group, then later... After your six sessions, you can opt to complete six sessions of mental freedom with the same coach or someone else. I hope you'll consider it. The sessions will start in mid-March and could be individual or group sessions. You'll only be committed to six sessions and you'll get some great support either way. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll continue the conversation on mental freedom. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.